This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. Believe it or not, the world has gotten a whole lot noisier, and many of these noises have crept into our homes and our workplaces. For home, noise levels can come from loud neighbors, barking dogs, loud appliances, lawnmowers, and kids yelling throughout the house. For work, noise levels can come from cell phones ringing and texts dinging all day, or people congregating outside of your cubicle with full-blown conversations and laughter. Who has time to concentrate and focus on mental balance when our minds have to fight against these disturbances all day? In fact, a recent workplace noise-related study showed that 68% of job seekers admitted they are listening to more than your benefits package. They are judging the noise levels in the office. This episode is about the negative impact of noise sensitivity on stress and mental wellness. Poppy Skeeler is the CEO of QuietMark, a company that is on a mission to make home and work quieter. An independent scheme, QuietMark acoustically tests products to enable consumers to easily identify quieter products for the home, workplace, and public spaces, which will benefit health and well-being. Valeria interviews Poppy Skeeler. After a short career as an actress in films and TV, Poppy Skeeler followed her grandfather's footsteps, to become the founder and CEO of QuietMark. The company helps consumers and specifiers find the quietest products and building materials available. She was named the Queen of Quiet by the UK's Sunday Times newspaper, and she is a passionate campaigner for the impact of sound on well-being. Meet Poppy at quietmark.com. Here's the interview with Poppy Skeeler. In your own words, who is Poppy Skeeler? Well, my goodness, that's a big question. Um, uh, well, currently, uh, for the past 10 years, um, I am the founder and the CEO of a global certification company called QuietMark. And I'm actually a third generation noise campaigner. My, my grandfather founded the Noise Abatement Society back in 1959, and he lobbied the Noise Abatement Act through Parliament in the UK. And basically, I set up QuietMark with my mother um, about 10 years ago to help the world find verified solutions to unwanted noise in every possible area, whether it's a product or a, a noise reduction um, uh, solution. And we wanted to, to do this basically to help people find um, for free online um, products that have gone through a technical and rigorous process of assessment so that they 
um, could enjoy more peaceful lives and the very difficult sound measurement of these products and these things could be done for them. So um, I've had an extraordinary journey doing that. And it's really very much become all consuming over the past um, past decade, that's for sure. Wow, it sounds wonderful to me, this idea that we can live in a quieter world. And you made me reflect about the noise that we make as a family and then the neighbor's noise and then the cars. It's interesting because we often don't think about it, right? We just navigate the world, this reality, and we accept all this as natural, as normal, but it's not really what it's supposed to be. Well, the, the human being is actually only able to cope in terms of the way we're designed with about one and a half conversations. So if someone's talking over there and you're having a conversation here, you can't hear. And we're actually extraordinarily sensitive sound boxes ourselves as human beings. So when you've nowadays got all these layers of sound, which hasn't been necessarily designed with that in mind, you're having to cope with fighting off all sorts of noises whilst trying to concentrate. And this is where the stress levels come in or the lack of harmony and then the irritation, then even the anger. There is a whole lot of emotional responses to too much noise that then goes into the heart and the cardiovascular system. Whereas quietness and silence, it's like a, a healing pool. So whilst it's amazing to make loads of noise and, to have, you know, we're, we're made to make noise in many ways, but it's also kind of re-establishing and re-kind of awakening to the value of what quietness and silence can be when it's slotted back in at certain times of the day right. or with choices we make about the products we buy or how we design our homes or workplaces. So um, it's a huge topic um, wow. and we could dive into that. <laughs> I know. I love the idea. And a question that comes to me in one of the initial questions uh, about what you do is what was the inspiration for your grandfather to become a noise campaigner. I'm, I'm curious about that. It, it sort of, he was a, a very forward-thinking, visionary entrepreneur. And after World War II, it was a big time for booming of industry. Everyone's getting back on their feet again. And um, he just noticed that everything was getting extraordinarily loud from the cars to the dustbin lids, you know, um, in the street. There was this cacophony that was um, being let off with no kind of, um, cap or understanding that it was affecting human health. So he put a um, he wrote a letter actually to the Daily Telegraph, uh, which is a bit like the New York Times or the you know, Wall Street Journal. And he said, is anyone else experiencing this? And it was published. And he received, because there's no email in those days, sackfuls of mail. And so he thought, my goodness, this is a problem that certainly needs solving. So he set about single-handedly lobbying parliament and noise was then established as a pollutant for the first time in the world. Um, and then from there, he's campaigned for years. Um, it was almost like a, ma a matching of business practicality with the heart to serve society um, was, 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 I think, the initial, initial you know, uh, what, how he got started. It's interesting how we come up with solutions for problems that we see in our environment. And sometimes those solutions, they move forward and become this big movement, and sometimes they don't. I'm really glad your grandfather thought about that because it's so important because we cannot control other people. Like in the case of like my environment, we live in the house and in um, development with lots yeah. of houses and 
And sometimes I'm here kind of hosting this podcast and then the neighbor decides to do the lawn. <laughs> and then my husband sometimes <laughs> goes, right, goes there, talks to them. It goes back to the individual, right? Us becoming aware and making better choices. So how can we navigate with this challenge in mind, what do you suggest we do in this case? Talk to Absolutely. our neighbors. <laughs> Absolutely. There are so many things to do. So, I mean, QuietMark, the company itself, um, has found all the solutions on behalf of everybody. To So you can go to quietmark.com and basically find, oh, the best windows or, oh, my goodness, I need the, you know, a much quieter dishwasher or a leaf blower. Or and So we've done all the hard work of, of literally physically testing in acoustics labs all the products on the market. So in that first step, you were almost like a best friend brand to, you know, oh, great, QuietMark have tested it. So we, we work with Good Housekeeping Institute, um, measuring all of their product reviews. And you'll, you'll see the QuietMark in the Good Housekeeping magazine where we've tested, you know, all the hair dryers or all the what have you. And we've only allowed the quietest one to have the, you know, uh, three stars or, or what have you. So we're, we're kind of trying to do that homework because our lives are so busy. We, we haven't got time to... You know, how on earth can we find out whether one hair dryer is quieter than another? So <laughs> yes, we've done true. all that. <laughs> um, so true. And and then in terms of um, you know, like having a noisy neighbor or it's a real tricky one because you know, you want to keep the peace in the long-term living environment with everyone. And it's I think you have to build a relationship that's is truly loving and you know, humble and sweet and go around and say, look, you know, I'm I'm actually working between seven and, and, and 11 on recordings. Would you be just an angel and just, would you mind just doing the leaf blower after that time? You know, that sort of very, you know, leaning in, you know, loving. Um, you know, and can, can I get your shopping for you if it's an old, an old person? You know, all of that love your neighbor stuff so that you know, there could be times we don't know we're irritating someone, you know, so it's that that's that thing of thinking of, of your neighbours, even we try to just awaken people to, you know, um, sometimes we're not aware of the noise we're making, you see. Yeah, um, sure. Oh, gosh, I'm so sorry, I didn't realise you were on a call at that time, you know, so um, uh, there's a whole combination of stuff. And it, it really, it really is um, also in your own home about, we often say doing a noise audit, where if you, you know, say for a week in your house, you, you go, okay, what are the things that are really annoying me? The, like the refrigerator sounds like an alien life force or, you know, the extractor fan, I can't even speak, my friends come around, it's so like, and if you just make a note of all those, and then you can start to work towards literally choosing to create a peaceful home by the next time you update or renew, or even when you go to look to buy another house or rent another house, you're looking for those, you know, quiet check boxes. Um, and then there's all sorts of things like walls and floors and ceilings where we have a thing called Acoustics Academy, where you can also find the best flooring and noise reduction windows that have been compared across market. Um, so that, yeah, again, all the hard work's been done for you. But it's those practical things that make up the whole of the, you know, experience of that environment, really. I didn't think about that, the windows, right? Because even if we have a, a great relationship with our neighbours, it's kind of, um, it might not be a good idea to impose on them in a sense of time and all that, that limitation. So having windows that will block the sound, that might be the best thing to do. 
Oh, if you if you get new windows, it can literally transform your whole life. <laughs> right. You know, that's a wonderful idea. And I love that you have, I went to your website and I see that you have all the, the appliances or anything that we are thinking about to buy. And then we can just search and see if it is certified by your company. That's such a wonderful idea. <laughs> Yeah, the other the other thing that's really quite key about QuietMark is that because we've got about 64 years of the Noise Abatement Society charity, which my grandfather founded behind us, um, we're doing it to serve public health. So we're not selling any products. We don't want to. Um, it's got a very unusual remit. So we also then journey with some of the leading brands in the world who often now come to us and say, how do we get the QuietMark? So we work with our R&D teams to look at their prototypes and say, I'm terribly sorry, but that horrible high-pitched squeak and that bleep, it just can't be, ha you know, we're very kind, but At the same time, you can see that manufacturers are now going, okay, you know, especially since lockdown, that people are really looking for quietness to cope with the stressful times we're in. And that reflects on what they want to buy or not. So we've got a really captive audience now with people, you know, the people who are making things are going, okay, how do we make things quieter? So it's a good good moment for that, at least. <laughs> I know, in that it is very much connected to emotional and mental health. It's interesting how we think about these things, but we don't often talk about. This is a very unique topic. I don't think I ever, ever talked to anyone about sound in this way. We talked about sound in the healing way, healing sounds, but yes. not how unpleasant noise can affect our mental health and well-being. And truly, truly does. Um, absolutely. So um, basically, sound and noise, uh, it affects our brain waves, our heartbeat, our hormone secretions, literally all of our physical rhythms are affected by noise. And um, what happens is with the fight or flight that we've got mechanism in our body, originally, if a loud noise came, um, cortisol would shoot to the heart to make you ready to fight or survive, you know, stay alive. But because we're getting this, like particularly like in New York, you know, you're getting this all the time. You've got beeps and bleeps and noises and bangs and crashes and, and layers and layers of it. What it does is it creates an overproduction of cortisol to the heart and that's when heart disease starts or even fatalities like a heart attack and you know people say oh you know it was a stress related well that stress comes from the build-up of in noises that we aren't meant to cope with and we think we've just got to put up with it and actually it's a bit like the visualization of that would be like a massive garbage heap in front of us you know, we wouldn't stand it, we would want it cleared, you know, but actually the, 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 the oral pollution is just as devastating. In fact, sometimes more so because um, sound affects our emotions, it affects our, you know, if, if I, you know, put my fingers on a chalkboard, you, we'd all like oh. literally physically wince. <laughs> yes, Or if gosh. we listen to the sound of the beautiful waves on a Malibu beach, you suddenly go, oh, you know, your body completely has a sense of, of release and you can literally feel the healing even if you stop and sit on a beach for 10 minutes. So that's how much sound affects us. And I would say even more than light and um, it's just invisible. And that's the thing. We can't see it. <laughs> yes, a trillion times to that, to that effect. And it can be felt. We know that like from my own experience, of course, every time I hear noise, unpleasant noise. When it's really loud, it's just so uncomfortable. It affects the, my thinking. It's just changed the mood. It's yes. interesting to see. But then you also 
talking about layers of layers of sounds that we are not even aware of sometimes. I had an experience recently with the microwave in my house. Right. My mother-in-law, she wakes up earlier than I do, and she was uh, using it in the morning. And every time she touched the buttons, even her adding the minute or the seconds, it would wake me up oh, immediately. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? It's very, very subtle. It's not even a loud sound. Because it's, it's, it's the tonalities and the frequencies. And there are certain frequencies and certain tonalities that will... It are healing. Um, there's there's the whole thing of um, you know King David who who had a lyre. You know in, in the Psalms in in the Bible in the Old Testament, he would play his secret chord. You know even Leonard Cohen sings of it, the secret chord that pleased the Lord, and that's what traditionally it cured King Saul's depression because he was playing the harp which releases harmonies and frequencies that literally lift the mental illness or the spiritual oppression. So I I I come from a place of Starting quite much with that knowledge, I, I also I play the harp myself because ah, you know when you wow. know these things like oh, no, you got to do the thing. Yeah. But basically, um, what I don't get yet is why designers of products and um, I mean some are, but there are still so many millions that aren't. Why don't we employ healing sounds mm. in our phones, <gasps> in everyday products? I mean, oh it could God. be like heaven. You know, yes. if you have a mobile phone that had exactly the right frequency that matches your brainwaves. Oh, my God, Poppy. That would be a wonderful idea, yeah, to do that. Not just to eliminate, make it quieter, but just add some healing frequencies to the appliances. Yeah. Oh, my God, you could definitely suggest that or come yeah. up with that plan. What a wonderful idea. <laughs> I tried for about 10 years. I mean, literally, I've, tried, I've spoken to the heads of, I was like, why don't you make it like bird song? You know, why yeah, don't you make right. it like, and, and it hasn't <laughs> happened yet. Oh, okay, so you already made the suggestion and you tried. Oh, but, I've been spent yeah. my whole life doing that. Okay, and why is the resistance? Why do you think that is? It just costs, it's very costly to change the whole system? Think, yeah, exactly. I think up until the beginning of the pandemic, it was a lesser priority. Such a massive, massive change happened to all of us, the whole of mankind. And I think we all reevaluated our values. And from that point on onwards, we, well, first of all, we had an awful lot more silence or the opposite, yeah. an awful lot more noise because <laughs> yes. everything was under one roof. And then as a result of that, um, that changed the way people wanted to work. Like a lot of people from our latest survey, um, I think it's 68%, which is over two thirds of Americans. And this was a, you know, recent January 2022 survey say they would consider the noise level at work when making future employment decisions. I mean, th this is pushing um, quietness and silence and noise right to the top of people's choices now. And I think that is what is now tipping the dial of, of manufacturers going, okay, we now have to invest in acoustics. It's, it's having its kind of golden hour, hopefully that doesn't end, um, you know, where people are going, okay, to get people back into the workplace, we're going to have to design this place. So it's really comfortable and quiet and acoustically beautiful um, because a lot of people won't come into work anymore and we're going to have a problem there. You know? I know. So they are implementing some of these ideas. Starting. Uh, starting. That's wonderful. But you don't know of any product line for appliances specifically that are working on that, do you? That they are trying to implement uh, healing sounds? Well, not the healing sounds. Certainly, you know, anyone listening, please you know, get busy. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that. I think there are some, you know, amazing yeah. brands that are, you know, I don't know if I'm allowed to drop name name brands yeah. on, on on your show, but yeah, um, yeah, sure. um, you know, like like Mila, who 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 
I, you know, we, I, I um, produced a feature film uh, with in partnership with Patrick Shen and his um, producing team called In Pursuit of Silence. And it, it did really well. It's you know, available on Amazon. It's a feature documentary, which was filmed in 13 countries. And we filmed in Germany at, um, you know, not just this, but one element of it was all about my area of stewardship about, you know, product noise. And we went to Miele's factory in Germany, went to BMW's uh, Sound Cathedral at their headquarters. We went to Dyson in the UK to their sounds. And we were looking at these very forward, forward thinking companies who had seriously invested in the noise and sound to make almost like that appliance or that product, not even there, you know, just so very beautiful, beautiful sound. So that there are, there are some brilliant, sensitive, um, sometimes more premium brands at the moment who do that. But then it's now trickling down because they know that everyone's working from home. So if you're on your Zoom, you don't want to, you know, dishwasher on cycle when you, your husband's in the next room, you can only do the Zoom call there. Or So I think that the quiet home is becoming um, what we all, we all absolutely need to survive right now. Um, with uncertainties of lockdowns and homeschooling and, you know, all, all of these changes afoot. Right. Uh, we yeah. have enough noise in general in our own minds a lot of times, right? Thinking, we think too much. So that yes. would really help. Oh, I love this idea, Poppy. I really do. I love what you do. And I love the idea oh. that we can have more access to appliances that make quieter pleasant and perhaps even healing sounds. Yes, yes. What do you feel is the purpose of the human experience? Oh, that, gosh, that's a huge question. Um, the whole, well, I, I think it's to um, learn how to love. Um, that's, that's the headline. I think every day is another love lesson. And, you know, one often fails, um, but then you, you know, mercy's in you every morning and, and uh, you know, it's the next set of, of, of you know, tests to, to, to try and love the best we can. And sometimes when we're out of sync and out of kilter, you know, you can't. So when you've got a lot of just, you know, swinging it back to the noise issue or, or sound is that I think that one gets topped up with love and joy and peace, regardless of your circumstances in the quietness. So one of the things I, I do, and I'm, you know, sometimes you can, sometimes you really can't most days, but a bit like going to the gym, you're like, right, this is my quiet time. And I'm going to sit in silence and with my notebook and I'm going to listen. I'm not going to, you know, some people call it meditation, but actually I, I think it's more than that. It's almost like listening for the still small voice of calm where you're like listening almost to a parent's voice, like, you know, um, I'm, I'm a believer, so I'm always like, you know, Lord, help. <laughs> you know, I can't, I cannot get through this day. You're going to have to show me what to do with this person. Please help me because I'm struggling with this and, and just offer it over. So I find the whole of the journey I've had in life is, is bringing those questions in my quiet time for, for, um, for, for, for wisdom, to find wisdom. And then from that place, you think, oh gosh, I've just chatted my heart out and written some, written some things I've heard down. But then the rest of the day, it's like you're oiled with joy or you suddenly get the answers. It's like that investment has then pays, pays off for the rest of the day. That's what I find. Yeah. Um, and it yeah. really does. I love the way you connected the idea of love, which is another question in itself with um, being quiet finding the silence within, which it is a very explored spiritual topic that we talk here. Yeah, I wanted to ask you two questions regarding that. Love, what is your understanding of love? What would love be from your perspective? 
Well, um, from what I'm learning, because I don't think you ever stop learning, um, is it's a choice. Um, it's not. It's certainly not a feeling. Um, I would say, you know, you you choose to love someone often who's unlovable. You know, uh, you know, not, not all. You know, in the sense of it's not about oh they're nice to me, I'll be nice to them. So it's. I think it's a choice that you make in order to live in that 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 stance of how can I help or bless or a person that you feel led to do so. I mean, some people you might not be led to do so, but certainly the people that come across your path, I, I, I often like, Lord, how can I help this person with what you've given me? Um, even when you're, I don't know, even when I don't feel like it um, and I'm far from perfect. So um, it's, but it, I think it is that, that state of, of saying, right, I'm going to choose today to even, even that person that drives me nuts. I'm yeah. going to, <laughs> absolutely find the wonder in them. I love the way you say that too, just now. How can I help somebody else with what I have and what's been given to me? What, where, and who is God to you? Well, um, I mean, I'm just full on in love with Jesus. Yeah. and But I'm not like a, a church going, I, I just, I'm like a little girl. I just talk away and I find that the, I don't, I don't want to do religion. I, I, it's not about that. It's for me. It's a relationship with the simple revelation. I personally believe that this extraordinary Jewish man was the Son of God and died on a cross, went down, looked the devil in the eyes, overcame, and you know, basically overcame the laws of sin and death. And if I believe in him, I also overcome. And so that belief in this extraordinary Savior as the son of God. And when he went to heaven, he left the Holy Spirit. And when you ask the Holy Spirit to come into your heart, my goodness, he comes in and it ain't, you know, you'd have to be in any outfit like a priest. You can, you can be anywhere, anytime. And you can ask that Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit to come in, forgive me of my sins, you know, be the Lord of my life. And whoa, you know, the Lord will, he's just extraordinary. So uh, I also see God as my father in heaven. So um, I'm able to personally able to say, you know, dad, what on earth do I do about this? You know, <laughs> yeah. I need some fatherly wisdom. So I'm a, I'm a really unusual believer because I don't, I don't want to go to church every Sunday. I don't, I, I've got a lot of questions about certain aspects. So that's why I say I'm a believer. Um, but I think, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not quite sure if I'm answering this, how you've asked me. It's a big thing. Yeah. Yeah, but certainly it's the wellspring of my life, and everything I do is in when you when you've had the revelation of of Almighty God, you you can only serve Him, mm. <laughs> you know? or certainly, you know, He is holy, you know. So you just, what do you want me to do with these days of this life you've given me? How do I do best what you want me to do and help? <laughs> yeah, what a beautiful questions. How did this happen for you, Poppy? This realization, those revelations about God and Jesus. I I was a yeah, I was a pretty ordinary lady. Um I had a massive epiphany at the age of 30. I mean massive. Um not it, just there was a, a preacher preaching in a church. No, not a church, excuse me, a school. And he was um I don't know how you'd say it, like you know in New York very sort of Oh, you know, like 
he was preaching, but in like a Cockney way, like in London, very street. And I, and yeah. I was like, yeah. he didn't have a dog collar on. He was, you know, like a, a, a Catholic or a Anglican. Right? He was just preaching the gospel. And I felt such love coming from his heart. And everything. And I just went down and I said, well, where do I sign? You know, and he said, my dear girl, you just have to ask the Lord into your heart and give your life to Jesus. And I did. And my whole life turned around overnight. And I'm, you know, I have, have uh, I started a passion then, and which the fire has never gone out of my heart for this love. I immediately was filled with love. Um, everything changed in my life overnight, a career path in the film industry uh, changed overnight. And I just sat at the foot of, uh, you know, God really with, with the Bible for about six months, asking him what he wanted me to do. And, um, it, it, it soon came that he wanted me to help my mom. I'm like, oh no, really? You know, <laughs> really what grandpa was doing? That's oh no, that's not really cool. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then we started the journey, and um, I just re- I realised that there's a, there's a generational thing in, in one's family you can't escape. And I was just like tailor made for it, even though I'm quite loud. <laughs> and um, I just started picking up the phone. To, you know, we started from the kitchen table, no investment, mum and I, quite quite naive, no business training. And today we're working with pretty much, you know, all, all you know, the, the, the leading brands um, where, you know, everything I've shared about my faith, like that is, it is the fire f- why I do what I do. It's because in the quietness, there is... Uh, a sense of treasure and value which has been forgotten and so we all need to work together to quieten things so people can come into that quietness and find whatever they're going to find there it's so personal yeah, yeah. but there is certainly healing and quietness that's for sure that's truly beautiful Papi. thank you for sharing that i live for these things so you gave me goosebumps many times now <laughs> So with that in mind, I have to ask you this question. At this time, what is the world's greatest need? There's so much suffering. There's so much mental illness. There's so much um, disorientation and division. And, um, I, you know, I, I have to bring it back to all that I've shared thus far in our conversation is that you know, the better job, the all these things that we strive for and work hard for, and, you know, all of these, it's, the happiness isn't in that, you know, whatever, the world is going to go through a lot of changes. And the main thing is to find where your life source is going to be, regardless of those changes. And I would say, you know, what, what the world needs today is to get hooked back up to the the, the, the main supply, you know, we've been running on batteries when we're doing it in our own strength. But to, you know, I've kind of already illustrated about how, how what I found when I had my epiphany, I, I literally just like a child sat and and asked and pleaded and cried, you know, it's not like a holy thing. I'm like, you know, proper, passionate, you know, what asking questions to God, help me, help me with this relationship, help me, help me. I keep doing this thing help me stop it you know just just that real pouring out your heart in in the quietness and then lo and behold you get the answers so therefore the things that you were chasing don't even matter anymore because actually you've got to the root of so I think the world needs to get talking to God again and not with any kind of religious you know false you know pretend pretense but heart 
to heart because it's really it's I mean we're in a really tight squeeze globally yeah so um whoever you are whatever you know your status or your marital or whatever you know young old it's it's I believe that ultimately God just wants to talk to us and talk back to us to give us the wisdom to make sure that we make the right choices or the house move or the relationship choice or the where do I put my money or what, what do I do next it's you know is there is is the world ending soon you know and he will start to talk back to you and in that place you find the peace that's how I live and I will tell anyone that because I want them to have it not that I'm better than anyone else but it's where you find peace and joy and love and it's certainly not something we can manufacture mm. it's almost more of a surrender so Oh my goodness. Wow. Oh, I love the sound of that. (laughs) Uh, What a wonderful message. Yeah. Thank you so much, Papi, for delivering this very important and needed message at this time. And also as a reminder, because we tend to forget, that's interesting. Your voice, your sound serves to me now as a reminder, because I know these things and I live by them. But sometimes we tend to forget. So thank you for the reminder. It's such a powerful one too. And it's often a lot simpler than we all make it. You know, it's, that, this is the thing that gets me. It's so simple. You know, everything tries to complicate things. It's just pour out your heart, listen and wait and trust. You're just living, uh, not just as the message, but you're being the message itself because it has been communicated. The message of being quiet so we can listen to the voice of love, to the voice of God, the voice that we have not heard yet, the voice that we are missing, the sound that we are missing to listen to. What a beautiful metaphor, too. Thank you so much, Poppy. What can I ask you after this? (laughs) What else can I say? It almost stops everything. Well, I also think, you see, I I thought I was one thing. I I had a a career that I was like worked so hard for. I was at the top of, you know, getting to the top of my game. And and then when I asked what I was made for, I asked God, what did you make me for? And then he started to say, work with your mum. I was like, no, but actually he knew best. And it's, I really do believe that every one of us is made for a really specific thing. And it's, it's sometimes you're off in this direction. Actually, you're better off over here, but it doesn't look like it until you get on it. And then you're like, ah, oh. so I don't know. I just felt if someone was listening today, who's having a real head scratch on what's my purpose, you know, Hi. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that ask in that quiet place and, and it will be given to you. Mm. Um, yeah. Thank you so much again for the wisdom, the heart wisdom that you delivered today. Besides the work you do, that has to do with sound and quietude. How wonderful. It's highly spiritual to me, what you do, so you know. <laughs> highly, oh. highly spiritual. Also very practical. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, We've got to stay with our feet on the ground. <laughs> right. And I don't separate them, Poppy. To yeah. me, spirituality and practicality yeah. and physicality, it's, everything's one. It's connected. We cannot separate God from anything else. It is just sometimes we don't listen to the voice of God, as you say, but yes. it's always here. It, it's never separated. It's never hidden. It's always here. Yes. Once we have been affected by the negative sounds and all, how do we recover and heal from that? Well, it's, 
It's a tricky one because we all have different types of, of sensitivities or, um, you know, there's the more serious issues of, of say, having being on the spectrum of autism or, you know, and, and all, all, all these different variations on how sound can profoundly affect the comfort or, you know, well-being of our bodies. So I would say kind of the sure place is to try and find uh, a safe audio um almost like a a safe place for yourself it could be a park it could be uh, a room in your house it could be oh when i go and say with auntie she's just got this beautiful garden it could be that you know in your family with you know how many ever children you could say right guys it's silent time now and we're going to listen and we're going to create in the silence and you know hear what we can hear and draw what we can draw and it means that for two hours in the in the family home maybe that's a bit <laughs> ambitious an hour maybe <laughs> half an hour you know and and train the next generation and you know that actually it's quiet time now and it means that everyone can kind of calm down and center themselves and recalibrate and if that becomes like a new norm in the household, whoever you are, then if you have got any, you know, if you're living with others and you have noise sensitivity or you're recovering, at least then there's a time and a place where you know you can recharge and other, others respect that and can have benefits from it too. So I, I think it's about taking control in a very lovely way to define quiet time, silent time, that it's almost like putting your mobile phone back on charge you, you need to do that for you and that actually it's more important than anything else because if you're not working your battery's low you're going to run out and you're going to overload and you're going to explode so it's getting to know yourself and defining that time and sometimes I mean I, I live really in silence all the time I barely have music on I love music but not when I'm you know working or in the home that's just me I, I just where I'm wired um so it's finding and, and not thinking, oh, I'm weird. I don't like it's just no, that's who you are. That's how you function best. Support yourself, you know, so make those choices to to support you. And that might be a very individual choice, you know, um, and, you know, quiet mark products will help you create a peaceful home. If you if you need to any help, we're, we're here to um, to support you in that journey as well or find something specific for your needs. Now might be a great time to ask you for the website. I'll have on your podcast profile too, but what is the website to go to, Poppy? Oh, it's, um, it's quietmark.com. And um, uh, basically we're adding pretty much all the time new products that are being assessed in our acoustic labs in, in New York, in London, in uh, Germany and Asia, all over the world. We're, we're, we're testing what our, our teams of acousticians are analysing and testing and finding the quietest products. So um you know we're on this mission for good yeah <laughs> we, won't, we won't leave you with the noise guys <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really like a, a beautiful mission to have in purpose which we have talked about earlier i love your passion too about all this i mean i have to include that word passion and you sound very passionate about what you do and how you came to do this Oh, I, I wasn't always like this. It happened when I was 30. I had this epiphany. From that moment, it was like, I, I've got no off switch. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like a reset. And we all, I mean, some of us go through those moments and some don't. And I often wonder why some of us never get there to shift, to realize this profound truth. But this is another episode, I guess. <laughs> well, how do you define success these days? What is to be successful? Oh, gosh. Well, I... 
from what I'm learning, you know, all the time, it's the the, the quality of your relationships. <laughs> um, you know, seeking to forgive and to um, again, you know, press into things which are difficult to make sure a relationship is is maintained or, you know, again, it's that love choice. And then sometimes the wisdom to know when to let go. So I would say that it's learning that dance really of, of knowing. I mean, I, I think most people, a lot of people found that, you know, when the world might be about to end, like during lockdown, <laughs> we had no idea. It was just all about connecting to your loved ones and knowing that you're all together and you love each other and you're there for each other. I think that's pretty much the top of the tree, you know, um, and yeah. um, and and just putting those dear ones above everything else, um, which is often very difficult with demanding lives, you know. Um, beautifully said to another beautiful message, the law of choice. Huh, I love that. <laughs> I never heard it that way. <laughs> it often, it's a very difficult choice. You're like, I'm not going to be. All right, the one that loves it to me. No, I'm never going to forget you. But uh, it goes back to that, yeah, over and over again. I agree. My last question is, what three experiences you wish everyone to have before they lose the body, before they die? Oh, my goodness. Well, I've... I've It's interesting. I've just, um, my father's just passed away recently. And when you lose one of your parents, you get very close, you know, very close to your mortality. And uh, um, I think from that experience, um, I was able to to bring a brother to to actually make peace with his father just before he died. And I think that is one of the biggest things that we can do is to forgive and make peace with people that have, you know, caused us a lot of difficulty or it's difficult to know how to connect with them again. Just that, I think that has a resonance in eternity. We maybe don't understand here, but certainly it feels right when you do it and, and encourage it. Oh my goodness, I've got two other ones. Um, oh goodness. I mean, you've got one life, haven't you? You've you've got one, one go and hence wanting to listen for the instructions, you know, you're like, you don't want to get it wrong. And so I, I suppose, well, that's that's what I, I think anyway. I'm like, you know, please help me to be the best person I can be. You know, mm. is it, <laughs> I'm sharing yeah. my prayers here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm so off. I mean, I really don't think I'm anything great, honestly. It, it's just um, my, my childish. So in terms of, you know, things before you before you go, just ask every day to be the best person you can be. You know, that's what you know, I think, you know, it's, it's not easy. Um, and what's number three? Have a lot of fun. Hmm. Yeah. You know, just go and really make sure you're having a lot of, you know, if, if it's if it's not fun, and I don't mean like, you know, dangerous, strange yeah, right. fun. I mean, like, if you're not having a good giggle and laughter and, you know, in your work or in your whatever you're doing or you're, I, I, I think that's the place of, of um you know, even if you're doing something really tough, you know, <laughs> I think it's, it's just finding, finding that um, that place that allows you to be that free and complete and, and released. And that's an eternal quest as well. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, you leave me speechless because I say the same things pretty much all the time when I hear wisdom from the heart. It's just I can't help it but say the same thing. I listen to a lot of people and I don't think we can hide those truths in our hearts and you have expressed them today beautifully and 
to me, it's, it's what I live for. So thank you so much for being this amazing human being who have found oh my goodness. profound <laughs> truth. <laughs> wow. Beautiful. And clearly express them, communicate this truth. Thank you. Life's not easy. I mean, it's blooming tough. You know, it's it's not easy. And it's it's often, it's just through the trials you go through, like, oh man, you know, yeah. this again. And, you know, it, it's it's through that, that actually it that creates if you surrender, it creates the beauty, doesn't it? So it's it's kind of, it's uh, it, it wasn't meant to be easy. The human system, it's just so complex. It couldn't be easy so to know like, how to like, operate it. Exactly, <laughs> it's like going down the gym and not pulling any weights. You know, you've got to pull the weights to get fit, you know. And I think the same thing in, spiritually, you know, you've got to sometimes things are tough because... You're learning to get a spiritual six pack. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that sounds that sounds great too. I love yeah, I love how creative you are too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's very creative. The things you say too, they're they're fun. They're a lot of you're a lot of fun too. Uh, meaningful, spiritually practical fun. <laughs> Thank you so much, Papi, for your presence oh, here today. And we'll talk soon. We'll meet again. I'm, I, love, I, I look forward to that. Yeah. Thank you so much. Take good care of your beautiful self. Bye you for now. You too. And, and everyone listening. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Poppy Skeeler and her work, please visit quietmark.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.